So it is the 4th of... Oh, it's the four, May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. It is the 4th of May. Very exciting. And it's South Yorkshire Expo here at the um, OAC. Do we call it the, the spring edition? The spring edition. We it's, do. It's we the do. nice time of year where the we're nice all... Time of year. Well, you would think it's the nice time of year, but when you look outside at the weather, I think it was warmer in the autumn, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to our podcast of the day. It's very quiet at the moment. People are setting up. It's pre-9am. The event opens 10, 10.30. 10, 10 o'clock, yeah. I haven't asked you to introduce yourself yet, so if you want to do that... Certainly. Uh, my name is Mark Gordon. Uh, I'm one of the organisers from Fresh Start Events. We organise the South Yorkshire Expo. How many people have we got here today then? So we've got uh, we've got nearly 300 registered as delegates. Uh, we've got, uh, we're at capacity with uh, exhibitors. We've got more exhibitors than we did in the autumn show. Real. Uh, I think it's 30. So I, I did originally put 40 stands in. I subsequently took a couple out to, uh, to maximise the space. So 38. Is what we've got. Uh, what we've got today. Amazing. And um, we've got a breakfast networking session kicking off at nine nine fifteen. We've got thirty five registered for that, so they should be turning or starting to arrive any any minute now. Brilliant. Uh, and then yeah, exhibitors will get here when they get here. The fun starts. So um, we are going to be recording five minute podcasts with people throughout the day. So I mean, if you're listening to this, you'll already know this because you've pressed play. So um, what you'll um, what you'll be hearing soon is all the different many and varied people who are here talking about their businesses, talking about what they're up to, telling us what they've got going on. Uh, really looking forward to meeting. Lots Lots of um, lots of people, and I do want to just say because didn't get a chance to say it the last time that we were were here and we did a podcast of the day. Just what a great venue this is because we've got a lovely view out over the um, Greyhound uh, track, which for an expo, which is normally kind of hidden away in a little conference centre somewhere, it's a genuinely nice view, and it's a brilliant sized room. Everyone's got loads of space around their stands, and this just feels like an absolutely spot on venue. It is, yeah. I actually think. Uh, alongside it being the Greyhound uh, track, it's also the Speedway track, uh, so it serves both uh, both sports. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is a great venue, uh, and I think, uh, having spoken to lots of people in the Sheffield area, uh, it's still uh, one of the best-kept secrets in town. Yeah. Uh, even though uh, it's building its reputation as being a bit of a party venue, we've got lots of lots of sort of funky nights, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, party nights and gala dinners and all that sort of stuff that they do here. They don't do many business uh, events. I think we're probably one of the only ones that they have here, but I know that they're looking to expand on that side right. uh, as a venue. Uh, it's a great space, as you've already touched on, perfect for little exhibitions like this and uh, an ideal as a conference venue. We will we'll, we'll try and have a chat with someone from the venue later on if we can track someone down because uh, it's on a tram route. There's loads of parking, uh, and it, it's it's just kind of you can walk it from town to here fairly easily. So um, it's perfect, and it's close to the best football stadium in Sheffield. And I'm not being controversial, <laughs> but for a while it looked like Sheffield United stand was bang opposite us. It turns out there'd been an admin error, and they're actually slightly further away. I'm very relieved about about that. I'm not giving away too much about my football. Football allegiance. I think you just have. But please, Sheffield United are further away than they were originally uh, originally going to be. Mark, it's going to be a fantastic day. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Might try and catch you later on Absolutely, to have a James. chat about how it's all uh, how it's all gone. But let's do this. Absolutely. Thanks, Jim. Right, the doors are open. Uh, the event is underway. South Yorkshire Expo, first one of 2023 at the OAC. You've just heard uh, Mark 
who is the kind of big boss organizer, uh, tell us a little bit about it. I realized I didn't really introduce myself, so I'm uh, James Marriott from Sound Media, and uh, my colleague Ellie is here. Hello. Morning. How are you? Yeah, good. Welcome along. Yeah, good. Uh, so I um, wanted to introduce you because you're going to be chatting to some of the people here today as well. Yep. Um, so uh, yeah, both of us will be popping up from time to time, having a chat with um, people. Your first time here, first impressions? Yeah, it looks good. Nice layout. Everyone seems want, like they want to chat and they're set up and ready to go. Excellent. Right. Let's go and find some people to chat to. My name's Emily Bean. Uh, I'm Regional Fundraising Manager for Yorkshire at Action for Children. Great. And what exactly do Action to Children do then? So our aim is to ensure that every child has a safe and happy childhood. We work with some of the most vulnerable children across the country and that might be for any reason for they're struggling with their families or they potentially have been abused or neglected, struggling with poverty, disability or kind of any access needs that they have uh, and their mental health. And do you work locally uh, quite closely with the councils then? Yeah, so there's um, obviously social services um, get involved quite uh, frequently. We work closely with schools uh, and also referrals from the NHS and GPs. Oh, and, and what is it that people could help and support the bit the charity with? What could we do? We're looking for companies who can form either corporate partnerships with us, so that would also help with their um, corporate social responsibility. We're looking for people to raise awareness for us or maybe to take on a challenge themselves. So we have anything and everything from gala dinners to skydives to places and uh, running races. Uh, you name it, we've, we've got places. What have you got coming up soon where people could get involved with? Interestingly, um, the next one is actually the Yorkshire Three Peaks. Still time to sign up if they want to. It's on the 20th of May, um, hope, hoping for sun, um, and yeah. we're all trained up for that. Um, we've also got um, a number of kilt walks and marathons, the Great North Run in September. Oh, great. So are you, is there a certain area you're helping? Because they're a nas- are they a national charity? Yeah, we are a national are charity, cover? but I, um, I manage Yorkshire specifically. So we have a number of services in the area that... Um, maybe need specific items or specific funding for a project they're working on at the moment so as well as working on finding uh, pots of money and supporters um, for national um, accounts we also work very closely with those services for their specific needs. So you're fully Yorkshire, North Yorkshire, South Yorkshire... Fully Yorkshire. Yorkshire. (laughs) I'm a home worker, but I travel, you know, constantly either to my services or to visit my supporters who are either putting on events for us or raising money in their communities for us as well, just to give them that extra support and any materials that they might need. Oh, that's great. And how can people reach out and find you? You got... Um, if you go onto actionforchildren.org.uk and find your local support uh, fundraiser, you'll find me for Yorkshire, Emily Bean, um, and do either give me a call or an email. I'm always here to, oh. to kind of hear from people. Oh, that's great. And are you on social medias? Um, yes. So we have a Yorkshire and Northeast page on Facebook. The charity itself is on Instagram as well, but you'll you'll be able to find us on all all social platforms. Fantastic. Um, so what kind of support are you offering those children? So in Yorkshire, I mean, across the UK, the services are different in every region because there's, there's such a varied need here. In Yorkshire especially, we have a huge fostering and adoption service. Right. So we work with those who really need kind of that love and extra support there uh, uh, to be rehomed. 
we have a service within a mother and baby unit in a local prison, which is HMP uh, Newhall, which is a, a high security prison. And it's a really lovely unit for, for children who've been brought into the world to give them that best start in life, to bond with mum, and then also obviously reach out to other family members, um, you know, to be able to support them when the mother's incarcerated. So there's a whole range of services. So are you always looking for people to adopt and foster as well through your organisation? I think that the need is always there. Sadly, it's growing rather than, uh, you know, anything else. Uh, there's there's always need for more of those people. Uh, but really, it's just raising awareness of the charity itself because if we can raise money for what we do, uh, that can go to those places that need it the most. Okay, great. Right, well, thank you for joining us here at the South Yorkshire Expo. Emily from Action for Children. Great. Lovely, thank you. Thank you. My name is Dan Laver. I'm the uh, Partnerships Manager at um, Bidby, and that stands for Bag It, Don't Bid It. Um, I, I flog cotton tote bags, basically. Okay, where are you flogging those? In what area? Well, we're based in Rutland Road, so just outside of the trendy bit of Callum Island. In terms of a business, it's quite straightforward, but I think the thing that's interesting about Bidby and the reason that I wanted to go and work for them is how they do it. Um, so I've worked with them on a, in a number of ways over the years, and I've sort of always made sure that I kept in touch with them because I just found them a really, really interesting business. Okay. Um, but they provide a product and they provide it sustainably um, and they do everything they can to make sure that we're doing as little harm to the environment along that process as we can. Um, now the most exciting thing about that I think is that they don't do that necessarily out of some sort of amazing sense of duty. They do it because it's been a really commercial way of building the business for them. Okay. So they, they started out of the sort of need to stop using and throwing away plastic bags. They kind of won that argument many, many years ago. So they've they've grown their business by producing the most sustainable product, the one that damages the environment the least. Um, and we do that well. And when it's it's the reasons we do it are to give a good quality product, um, to, to make sure people are paid fairly in the industry, which work in the cotton industry, generally they aren't. Um, but we work with fair trade producers in India and we make sure that we're doing everything we can to look after the people that we're working with. So it's an amazing business and I think we make cotton bags, that's it, it's straightforward. Yeah, but we do it in an interesting way and that's the part that's exciting about our business. And you're doing those branded for businesses, are you? Yeah, so it's, 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 that's where the artistic side comes into it. So we, we work with a business to put their logo on it, to put their own artwork on it. We also have a giftware side as well where we work with um, local artists and we sell that into museums and galleries and, and whatnot as well. So there's a lot more to it. We're, we're, we're a bit wider. I mean, I, I suppose I, I drill it down to make it simple, but it is a bit more complex. We are doing a lot more. Um, Are you a national company then? It's all on Yeah, we, we work nationally, we work internationally. So we work with a lot of exhibitions in, in Dubai, New York. Um, I'm, I'm attending trade shows all around the world suddenly. So oh, wow. having worked exclusively in Sheffield for the past sort of five years, I, I, I can find myself sometimes in New York. Um, I've got Kensington booked in next week. So, I mean, I don't know how long my Sheffield ways are going to last down there. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be busy down there as well this uh, coming few weeks. Well, that's it. I'm there the weekend after coronation, which meant the accommodation sort of, you know, pretty outrageous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. we've managed to find an Airbnb, so at least we'll uh, we'll have a home to go to while we're down there. Okay, so are these made locally, or are they made in India, and then you're yeah. Exactly. That. We produce in India. We've got five factories out there that we pretty much work exclusively with. We visit them actually twice a year to make sure that everything is done in the way that they're telling it is, because there's certifications that say that. But we go out there to go, to make sure that's actually the, the case as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, all the printing, so all the sort of design side of it, that's done in Sheffield. Right. Um, so we've got a big operation. We've got three buildings up 
Rutland Road with our screen printing in there essentially. We also use a lot of new digital technology as well. And we're just playing around a lot and seeing how we can do what we do a little bit better and a little bit more efficiently all the time. Have you got any new exciting products on the way that you want to tell us about? How much more exciting can you get than a tote bag? That is, every tote bag is exciting, Ellie. That's, that's what I learned. Oh, great. And so you're here today, what? chatting to businesses promoting yeah exhibitions are always good because if someone's giving away tote bags there oh, there's my customer there's, they sort of they can't hide the fact that they, they, they use our products so they're easy for me to get into um, but yeah mainly it's just to sort of make links I mean we're wanting to work with a lot of the other printers around the city and places like that so coming to somewhere like this is always good to sort of make a few new contacts keep in touch with people um, and just find out what's going on around the city because big events things like that are always an opportunity for us um, so it's just nice to sort of bump into people and, and catch what's going on as well brilliant and how can people find out more about you um, have a look at our website and you'll be able to see what we do and how we produce everything that's bidby.co.uk um, or can, I'm on the LinkedIn's like, on the LinkedIn you can find me on there great brilliant Dan Thank cheers Ali thanks so much cheers. hi I'm Mike Lawrence I'm a health and well-being management consultant okay great so what kind of clients are you dealing with at the moment I typically work with men and women and also in businesses who are struggling with uh, mental health and well-being. What, what's your plan for today? My plan is just to raise awareness. I'm actually going to be talking at 10.30. Actually, it's 11.30 in one of the seminar rooms. And I'm going to be challenging people around what they're actually doing for themselves and in businesses around prioritising self-care and mental health of their people. Um. Idea. So whether you're actually giving yourself any self-care, that kind of thing? Yeah, because a lot of times we always talk about, especially in business, that we our health become, you know, we put our health before our wealth. But for many people that's not true because they actually don't do it. And so, you know, um, coming up in a few weeks' time is um, Mental Health Awareness Week between the 15th and the 21st of May. And the awareness is going to be about um, anxiety, and that's going to be national. And so, as we've gone through the pandemic, we've got the rising cost of living, and there's a lot of challenges around people's mental health and well-being. But yet, people always say, "I'm okay, Mike. I'm fine." But in reality, they're not looking after themselves. They're not prioritising it because we put in naturally a business we put in life we put in family the kids all those things in, in place but they're actually not putting in place or um, prioritizing or don't have a route a self-care routine so i'm here just to spread you know find out what we're doing and if i can add value in some way then then that's great so are you um offering tips and advice on how people can put themselves a little bit first indeed yeah because i've got lived experience of myself in regards to you know some of my journey around um, where I had to lean into what I do as a living to help myself and also I run mental health first aid courses I've got one coming up in Sheffield on the 17th 18th and also at the end of the, the month and so I just want to encourage people or ask people what are you doing do you need any help? Do you need any advice? Do you need any tips? And if it's not something which they prioritise for themselves or their businesses or their employees, then just to let them know that there's somebody, you know, locally in the area who can actually help them. Tell me a bit more about 
those first aid courses and mental health first aid courses? How does how does that work? Is it a one day course? How do you sign up to it? Tell me. It's a two day. That. Yeah, it's a two, it's a two day course. It's. Um, £325 for those two days that give all the training material, all the resources and support. I'm actually a mental health first aid England instructor and so I deliver uh, a number of their um, products. And what it does, it gives people the experience um, to be able to identify some of the signs and symptoms of people that might be struggling. Because people may be familiar with physical first aid. Yeah. Which is, you know, which is visible. But the mental, with your mental health or poor mental health, it's not so visible. Mm. And a lot of people go into work who are hiding the things which they're doing, especially with the hybrid, you know, working model that we're all going towards. So in those two days, we teach people how to spot the early signs of signs and symptoms, to be able to talk effectively, to listen actively, because. One of the things that they don't teach us at school is how to listen, which is how to read and write, but not how to listen. And so you're teaching people some of the core skills in those two days. It's really packed. Um, we do it online and also do it um, face to face as well. That's fantastic. We haven't got much longer. That's fine. Long I see you're looking minutes, at the thing. Um, <laughs> you just tell me a bit more. Just tell us where we can find you, how we can contact you. Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. Just type in Mike Lawrence in Sheffield. I've also got a website, mikelawrence.co.uk, you can find me on there. That's brilliant. Well, great. Thanks, Mike. Have a good day today, and you're on in a seminar in an hour's time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. I'm Joe Bushby from Green Tomato Consultancy. And what do you, exactly do you consult on? Um, I do coaching, so I help people get from where they are to where they want to be um, in business, leadership, and personal development coaching. I also do menopause coaching. Uh, and impact of menopause at work, seminars and workshops and keynote speaking sessions. And are you doing this all online or face-to-face? How does your business work? Um, I'll do it online. So I do online coaching sessions um, and um, group coaching, but I'll also do face-to-face coaching sessions. The seminars and the work menopause workshops are online and in person. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I stand up in front of a room of people and raising awareness about the impact of menopause in the workplace. How long are those menopausal workshops? If it's for an organisation, um, it's as long as they want me to be there for. Um, so if it's just a keynote speaking session, it might be over a lunch and learn kind of thing. So it could be half an hour, maybe an hour. If it's more of a workshop, it's dependent on what that organisation might want. Um, for the coaching, as in an individual or, or a business owner, you know, they might be feeling having a sense of overwhelm at a crossroads maybe lost their USP, lost their love. So once we've had an initial conversation, it's working out what is best for them, what is going to be right. the ideal length of time to get them from A, a well, A to E, I say, because it's like where you are now to your exit strategy, if it's business. Oh. And if it's a, you know, leadership, it could be they're new into post, maybe a little bit lost, feel a bit out of their depth, you know, a bit of imposter syndrome yeah. kicks in different team dynamics and understanding how they can motivate their staff and so helping them find themselves really get that confidence back again yeah definitely yeah yeah Yeah. that's great and how long have you been running your business for how long have you been doing this so green tomato consultancy has been going for two years in july um but i've been doing training and coaching for a long while have you (laughs) oh yeah 
um, in different guises. Was that within big corporates or? Um, yeah, so I've, I've worked in blue chip organisations in London. One particular role, I used to travel all over the world. I looked after 58 resorts worldwide and used to train salespeople to uh-huh. sell the units in the right way. But then I've also worked in welfare to work. So I've delivered coaching and training to people who have been unemployed for a long while or overcoming some severe barriers to work confidence, self-esteem, not knowing who they are. But then also worked with a lot of businesses, as I say, some of them who have got to a point where they think, actually, I'm at a point where I want to take on staff, but I'm a bit scared because it's my baby. um, Or they're kind of lost love and getting ready to think I don't want to do this anymore right um, so that's interesting so with the I'm growing my business and that next step you can coach people through that and guide them that, of how to sort of let go a yeah. bit but guide yeah. yeah definitely because it becomes I mean, especially when they're sort of a micro business mm. it's their baby mm. and allowing other people to come in and they've got to trust them mm. with their business mm. um are those new people going to match their expectations are they going to live up to their standards and you know and it's helping them to let go so that they can step away from their business and leave it in safe hands um and that's quite daunting for some business owners yeah definitely but you're there to help them through it yeah yeah definitely and then you've got the other side where somebody is potentially you know perimenopausal or menopausal has lost their confidence they might be getting pulled through work because they're not performing like they were but they're suffering from fatigue they're not sleeping their mood swings are erratic they might feel quite vulnerable they're suffering in silence um, and it's impacting them it's impacting their families obviously their colleagues and then the impact on work can be detrimental because it then that can have a knock-on effect to the customer base and clients if somebody's not feeling 100 percent so a real diverse uh, amount of coaching there to help people through various problems. How can they find you? Where, where, how can people get in touch? Um, so I'm on LinkedIn. I've got a Facebook page. I do have a website, but it's not live yet. Um, and on LinkedIn, if you just look for Joe Bushby, yep. I've got a business page as well, which is Green Tomato Consultancy. Brilliant. Um, and the Facebook page is Green Tomato Consultancy. And contact details are on their email address phone number that kind of thing excellent great well have a good day oh thank Thank you ever so much thank you my name is jazz i'm ceo of alphabite media limited we do digital marketing as well as other stuff yeah so that's me grill uh thank you for joining us i'm looking forward to finding out a bit more about what you do so digital marketing such a wide-ranging phrase now and people say oh yeah i do digital marketing um give us a few more specifics in terms of the kind of projects that you work on how do you help the clients that you work with so we do, um, we do various types of packages. Uh, we do starter packages to help uh, new businesses get off the ground. We do other packages whereby we uh, fully manage your social media for you, whereby you can pay monthly. We do all sorts of other stuff. We do, we do lots of stuff with AI, basically just to help business develop, you know, lots of different strategies. Yeah, sounds good, sounds good. Um, so what's the background to the uh, business? How long have you been going? I'm quite new to it. Um, I take care more of the sales side and the business development. Yeah. My partner, Honey, he's been in um, in the game for about 10 years now. Uh, so he does more of the technical side of it. So obviously he's got the more technical know-how. Yeah. And um, between us, uh, we kind of reach out, um, trying to build links with other businesses. And uh, between us, we make a good team. And we're just trying to really 
yeah, get together with as many companies as we can, do some networking, hopefully you know, provide good services between each other. So what's, what's your background? So my background is primarily retail. Yep. I had a retail business for 25 years in Wales. Then I bought a catering business in West Yorkshire. So primarily uh, the strengths I bring is uh, business development. So I'm used to dealing with accountants, HMRC, sales, but more old school sales because obviously retail is obviously more of a product based, whereas this is more of a service based industry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I kind of bring life experience, you could say. And obviously I'm you know, 20 years older than my partner. So stuff that I've picked up, I've picked up over many years from a day to, you know, through a day-to-day basis. So obviously now we're moving into a new dawn. Obviously technology, computers are just taking off once I started school. I yeah, yeah, yeah. literally, if it'd been a couple of years before, I would've done a computing course, but you know, with hindsight, I didn't get the opportunity. So now you, you, you're dealing with, so obviously, you know, my kids, for instance, you know, it's all about computers. Yep. So because I wasn't from the computer age, obviously now I partnered up with somebody who is exceptionally good at what he does. So between us, we've got strengths, which we feel can help any business of any size. Excellent. Uh, I was nodding along quite hard when you were talking about computers. I'm, I'm the same. I, I, my first computer was a Commodore 64. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. You had to load things on cassette, and then halfway through, you'd have to turn the cassette round, and it would load the rest of it the other, the other way around. And that was really high tech at the, at the time. How things have changed, eh? How things have changed. Yeah. Um, so give us a bit of an idea then, what's kind of like a perfect client for, for, for you? Who, do you? who do you particularly want to kind of work with? Well, I mean, Ideally, like I said, because we've got a broad base, because we do deal with you know, clients of all sizes, I don't think we've actually got a preference if we can help small businesses get off the ground. Like I says, you know, we're working with, with the Department of Work and Pensions at the moment, whereby they're helping people get into employment. And, uh, and obviously, if you're getting into employment in this day and age, yeah. you've got to have a presence. So if we can help them build websites, managers, or even if it's just doing their social media, we feel that we can contribute. And obviously, if there's big business out there that we can do business with as well. Yeah. Again, everybody benefits. Um, so we feel that by obviously providing these services, especially for the bigger companies, um, if they can save money by not employing an extra person on marketing, whereby we can do it digitally, every, they save money and we get some business. So, awesome. yeah, so literally we don't actually have a preference. We feel that by being broad, we can actually connect with lots of different people. Yep. So makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, is anyone listening that wants to find out more about your services or maybe have a chat with you? What's the best way for them to uh, find out more or get in touch? Well, obviously, we've got our own website. Yep. We're called Alpha Byte Media Limited. Um, we've also got a presence on, on LinkedIn, Alpha Byte Media Limited. Fabulous. Well, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure Love to you. find out more about what you're up to. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers. Michael Manning. I'm from a company called Art of Cloud. We're a Salesforce consultancy based in Leeds, actually just in Horsforth, so not too far of a commute today, which is really good. And what exactly do you offer your clients? So we are a Salesforce consultancy. So what that actually means is when a business is looking to optimize their resources that are working day to day, what we do is we go in and understand how they currently work and essentially look to understand what it is they're doing day to day, the manual tasks, and also the different systems they use to achieve those. And what we're trying to do is consolidate those different systems into a singular solution, which is 
Salesforce and automate as many of those manual tasks as possible. Oh, okay. So it's a lot of an automation service that you're offering. Absolutely. So Salesforce itself is a platform. So it's for sales, service, marketing, e-commerce, any part of the business. If it needs a system, it'll likely sit on the Salesforce platform. If it doesn't, it's got an open API so you can integrate with those systems. So it's got the CRM side, which is a sales cloud, service cloud, if you've got like a support desk, you know, people coming back and saying, hey, I'm not so happy with this, or, you know, I've not heard from you in a few days, what's going on with my order? That'll go through service cloud. Oh, okay. And then they've got a couple of marketing automation tools, such as Marketing Cloud or Marketing Cloud Account Engagement, formerly Pardot, which is automating that messaging to your customers, be that for newsletters, updates on anything that they're working with you on, any products that they've ordered, all that sort of stuff. Oh, okay, cool. And you're based in Leeds, but you've got nationwide distribution? Or? Yeah, absolutely. So our main headquarters is based in Leeds, in Horsworth. But we've got resources across the UK and our account base actually spans across Europe and the US as well. The great thing coming out of COVID was people got so used to obviously working from home, virtual meetings, and that's given us access to a lot more people that we wouldn't have had access to just a few years ago. Oh, that's great. So you're sort of like a consultancy firm in that you'll come in and, and assess the business and then offer how Salesforce can work for them. Have I got that right? Absolutely, yeah. And how can they find out more? Yeah, so Salesforce, you can search that online. There's loads of information on there, loads of YouTube videos as well, if you just want to get a flavour as to what it can do for you. All I will say is, is they're very generic the videos that you see online. So working with a consultancy like ourselves, we can come in, not just understand the process and tell you how it could be better, but we can demonstrate that in a tailored demo of the system. Okay. And it just gives you a little bit more of a flavor as to what it can look like for you. Yeah. And are you on any social channels? Yep, so we are on Instagram, we're on LinkedIn, it's probably our main platform that we put stuff out there. But we're gonna be looking to roll out some YouTube videos for some more industry-specific demonstrations. Okay, cool. Oh, that sounds really great. Well, enjoy the rest of your day here. Thank you. You too. Hi, so I'm Chrissy from Utransition and my business specialises in leadership coaching and development. Uh, Chrissy, thank you for joining us. How's how's your day going so far? Really good. Yeah, here at the Expo today and uh, lots of interest, lots of conversations and I did a speech this morning as well, which was interesting. Oh, excellent. Good stuff. Did you get a lot of people? Uh, yeah. Yeah, had a Real. good turnout. It was really, really good. Tell us a little bit more about what you do then. Go a little bit more in depth if you would do. So I um, essentially work with leaders or leaders and their teams, um, helping them get the most out of themselves and their teams on a personal level. So leadership development, management development, using a variety of methods and tools and techniques to help them do that. So it might be uh, coaching for an individual leader, so helping them through development through a particular tough time that they might be going through or it might be helping them to leverage the most out of a new role or new position um, it might be working with the, the team so the team could be uh, newly formed want to understand how they can work well together how they can get the most out of each other build relationships and that kind of thing sure um, or they might be a team that's got a new product a new service and they want to think about how they can work effectively to leverage that product in a, a particular way or um, enhance the, the service in a particular way so it's, it's facilitating helping them facilitate that change really okay so are there uh, particular kinds of businesses that you tend to work with better than others whether that's industry or kind of you know age where they are on their journey 
So typically it's professional services, so okay. people like solicitors, accountants, um, that, that type of arena. Small businesses where the business owner has spent a lot of time being highly qualified to what they for you know to do the thing that they do. Um, and that leadership management training has just hasn't been part of that qualification or that journey to get where they are. Um, they start out in business, they take on a team and when they get to four or five people, maybe more, they realise that actually they need to start doing things differently and they need to have particular structures in place and, and challenging, um, or, or sorry, leading a team they can find quite challenging if they don't have those kind of fund- fundamental skills in, in place. So it's really helping them with what they need to do. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about um, your background, if you would do. Uh, my background was in retail as a store manager, so I started off my career uh, working for Woolworths uh, oh. so a long time ago. Um, I was that then girl that started dealers. on the pick and mix counter. <laughs> started off as a, as, a, as a Saturday girl, fell into an assistant manager role by accident. Okay. Then realised that that was kind of what I really enjoyed doing, so got promoted to store manager relatively quickly and did that for... 12 years um, but as I was going through my kind of career and progressing and, and increasing the size of the store and the people that I managed each time the bit of the role that really appealed to me was the people management side of it and, and developing and helping my team grow and become something different um, so I got the opportunity to do a comment into learning and development into head office and then that was kind of when I went this is this is what I want to do helping people realize their potential empowering their success and empowering them to kind of get to where they want to be um, is is absolutely um, what I'm all about so I did that until Woolies closed and then set up my own business awesome Um, if anyone wants to find out a bit more about you or maybe get in touch to kind of chat about their situation and their needs and see whether or not you'd you'd be the right person for them to, to work with what's the best way for them to do that uh, so they can either email me, uh, which is christine at utransition.co.uk, or they can give me a call on 07 I've been saving the most important question till last. What is your favourite pick-and-mix sweet? Taking oh. you back to your early days. Strawberry cream. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I see I'm a fizzy cola bottle kind of guy. <laughs> They were all great to the be Ricky fair. Rooms. Yeah. yeah. And the fried eggs, you can't you no. can't you can't. Breathe. Absolutely. Brilliant. All right. Well we'll we'll continue reminiscing about pick and mix off mic. Um, it's been really good to chat to you. Thank you for your time. Thanks very much. John Batty and I'm the marketing director of Paperclip. Excellent. Tell us a bit more about Paperclip. Uh, Paperclip's a, a call answering company. Uh, we offer other services, but that's our, our core business. And people say, well, you know, what is call answering? And the best way to describe it is if you have a business and your reception is busy, you have two options. Either you can send it to voicemail, you could ignore it of course, but you could send it to voicemail, or you can forward it to us and we would answer in your name and handle that call in whatever way you've asked us to do so. So like a customer service based call um, handling, is it? What we really offer is to ensure that you know you never miss a sales call, um, if you've got a disgruntled customer you know you're not uh, irritating them by not answering their call, uh, a whole range of things that we can do to, to help your business. Okay. Do you have a, a real vast selection of clients then that you work with? Yeah, we, we've got around 200 clients across the UK. In terms of sort of large clients, in terms of companies that handle a lot of calls every day, our sort of main client areas, we're really looking obviously for companies that take a lot of calls. 
and these would typically be firms like um, law firms, whether it's one office or multiple offices, uh, estate agencies, medical professionals, physiotherapists, podiatrists, um, and quite a lot of IT companies too. Oh, okay. So then you're collating uh, that data and sending it back to them. The perception of what a call answering company does is that we take a message. And don't get me wrong, for a lot of clients that's what we do. Uh, but we can do other things, so we can transfer the call somewhere, we can enter data straight into, for instance, a CRM system, so that's updated. We can cleanse your database when we're answering the call, checking that the address and contact details are correct. Um, and in terms of, for example, physiotherapists, we actually manage their appointments online. So um, their, yeah, their patients would call in, we'd go live onto their booking system, we'd find the appropriate slot and we'd book that person in. So we can do a lot more than just take a message. So how can people get in touch with Paperfit if they're interested? Well, the, the, the best way to, um, to contact us, obviously, is by phone, ironically. <laughs> yeah. uh, so our telephone number is 01246 418181. They can email us, so I suggest they email uh, my colleague Louise, so that's louise at paperclip.co.uk, or go on our website, which again is www.paperclip.co.uk. Very strong on LinkedIn, and we also engage with Facebook uh, and Instagram. Oh, excellent. And on your website, is, uh, can you see all the various packages that you're offering on there? Yeah, the, the website goes through the services we provide. There's also a, uh, a quotation calculator on there, so you can uh, find out an estimate of how much call answering would cost for your business. And that is one of the things that puts people off starting because they don't know how much it's likely to cost them. Um, but there's lots of uh, other content on there, like blogs and videos and all sorts of things. Okay, brilliant. Oh, well, thanks for joining me today. No problem. Thank you for the opportunity.